<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Skin, the maker of the number one non-latex condom in the world. We are so excited that Skin is sponsoring today's episode. I mean, given the topic we're discussing, it's a perfect fit. Pun intended. Skin is a special line of products designed to enable and enhance pleasure, comfort, and confidence during and around sex. Skin doesn't just sell condoms. Skin offers high-quality, reliable, technologically innovative products for both pleasure and protection, including condoms as well as personal lubricants and massagers from the experts in intimacy. Made from Skin's own skin feel material, skin condoms are noticeably softer and provide a more natural fit and feel, proven to enhance stimulation. And the material is free from natural rubber proteins, making them a great option for anyone with a known or suspected latex allergy or sensitivity. But don't worry, they're just as strong as premium latex, offering the same protection against pregnancy and STIs. They're available in a wide variety of options to enhance sex for both you and your partners. Start your sex exploration now. Visit skin.com, that's S-K-Y-N.com. Explore skin on Amazon or shop skin at your local Walmart. If you shop at skin.com, orders over $30 qualify for free shipping. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Rachel. I'm Laura. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and we roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we're looking at everything. Wow, big day, big day on the show, you guys. Big special day. (laughs) Uh, If you listen to the show, you know how huge fans we are of of today's guests. We've got Stoya on the show, everybody. Jessica Stoya, both names. Now we know both (laughs) names. Thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I've heard um, a couple of episodes with Mickey Maud, who is my favorite. Um, The loveliest. The absolute loveliest. I'm excited to be here. And I love what y'all are doing, which is, from my perspective, like trying to talk about pornography with nuance Mm. and specificity and bring to light all the good stuff that's like already out there. Yes. Yeah, right. Absolutely. It's not like we have like a lack of good porn. It's just like connecting people to it is right. the problem. A hundred percent. Everyone thinks when they think of porn, majority of people, they think of like mainstream and it's like, no, there's so much more, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That means a I lot. Just think of like aggregate homepages and like yeah. really scary ads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zero to 60 kind of stuff. Yeah. Semen yeah. <laughs> axe ads all day long. <laughs> Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'll give a little a little bio. Um, Jessica Stoya has been a pornographer since 2006, has written about pornography and adult work for outlets ranging from The New York Times to Vice, and is half of Slate's How to Do It sex advice column. Stoya lives in Brooklyn with two cats. 
I didn't know that you lived in Brooklyn. I also live in Brooklyn. Oh, there are the cats. Hi, guys. Oh, hi. Oh, so sweet. I always assumed that for some reason that you lived in California. For, I don't know why, but I just... Uh, um, the the job of being a contract performer is mostly like traveling around, mm. doing press, um, sure. doing interviews. And then especially when I was writing more, like there was actively a reason to be on the East Coast, specifically in New York, to like be at the right networking events and, you know, be able to come into the office and like have a meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. How did you get started? Yeah. Do you mind porn? sharing your your journey, your career? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Origins? So first, I, the morning after a shift, go, go dancing in my underwear on a box at a nightclub. <laughs> my roommate, who is a photographer, walks into the living room and he's like, hey, you don't mind being naked. And I'm literally wearing panties and Band-Aids over my nipples and a pair of fishnets with, like, the toes cut out and a hole yes. cut in the crotch as though it's a shirt. And I'm like, that is correct. And yeah. he explains there are these two websites, Razor Dolls and God's Girls, that are competitors to suicide girls mm. that want him to shoot for them, but they don't have models in Philadelphia. So he was like, hey, what do you think? And I'm like, all right, um... Sometimes I don't know that I regret something until I have gotten halfway through it. Mm, Sure. (laughs) And pictures on the internet, like, if you regret halfway through, there is nothing to be done. Yeah. Mm, Right. Right. If you you get halfway to a party and regret the shoes you're wearing, you can turn around and go home. Yeah. But, like, if I'm, like— oh, no, now that these pictures are on the internet, I'm questioning what I've done. Like, there's <laughs> no, the cat is out of the bag, literally. Right, right. Um, so we decided we would take the pictures. We would get hair and makeup, like, basically, like, on spec. Um, and everyone was at that level where it was fair. Mm. And be like, okay, so, like, we're going to shoot these pictures and... You know, we'll make sure that we get, like, clothed, like, beauty shots that you can use for your portfolio. And, like, everyone was okay with that. And then several weeks later, I was like, yeah, let's release these pictures. And Johnny was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And he's like, okay, let's do it. Um, (laughs) And that was how I started being professionally naked. Yeah. Mm. And... (laughs) Then, um, you know, in like a like a sexual kind of way. Um, and then I was asked by Razor Dolls to do a sex scene with a female performer. And I was like, OK, look, I want it in writing in an email mm-hmm. that um, so it was like 19. Um, And I'm like, I need this in writing in an email that if I see a single penis near me during the entire time, then I can leave. I also want it in writing in an email that if I get uncomfortable for any reason, regardless of penises, I can leave and that's it. Um, And like, you know, I I don't know how I'm going to feel. I might decide halfway through makeup, this isn't for me. 
Mm-hmm. I might get five minutes into the scene and be like, I can't do this. And then like, you can keep those five minutes. Mm. But once I decide I'm not okay, I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. understood. And I'm like, great. Um, so I got on the plane, went out to LA, started having sex with this chick in this hallway. I was wearing roller skates. <laughs> um <laughs> And the director trying to get, like, that, like, perfect gonzo angle of, like, our, like, you know, like, my, like, legs and butt and her, like, crouched underneath, like, going and <laughs> He throws out his back. Oh. Yeah, so that that was the end of the scene. Um, <laughs> but and you were like, great, I was chill the whole time. <laughs> You're like, yeah. actually, I was fine. Turns yeah, out. like, that was, that was fine. It was a little quick. I'm yeah. used to having sex for a little longer. Yeah. Um, but, like, whatever. Um, so then I did a couple of other scenes for them and finally Digital Playground approached me first to work with Sophia Santi. And then once we were talking, they were like, what about penises? Mm. And I was like, all right, let me think. Like, do I want to be a politician, uh, work as a school teacher, like anything where like this could be like a huge disaster. Like, do I anticipate spending a lot of time around like fundamentalist Christians or (laughs) relying on them for my income? Like, yes, yes. No. Yeah. Um, health and safety stuff looked into it. They had the adult industry medical clinic. Um, now there's the past system, but there was like screening and like Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, let's, yeah, let's do let's it. Let's do this. And um, they told me they were going to make me famous. And I was like, lol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oops. 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 Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the contrast between like the porn industry then and the porn industry now and like your relationship to it, whether that's subjective or just a general observation? I, um, so. Prior to social media, being a contract star was very useful, right? Mm -hmm. You had a studio who had a stake in promoting you. Right. But then as social media came along, it democratized the ability to achieve star power. It made Mm -hmm. it much easier for performers who never interacted with the contract system um, to gain large followings. Um, and then, um, with things like Patreon and OnlyFans and, you know, Mm -hmm. Unlocked, I think it's called Playboy's Centerfold, Mm -hmm. like all of these kind of, um, platforms, it means that performers are able to go directly to consumers who are interested in them because of what they choose to put forward about themselves. So, yeah. you know, it's it's still not like a paradise, but mm-hmm. it seems as though fat performers, performers of color, performers who are non-binary, performers who are mature women who don't fit the MILF kind of, like, concept um, are all able to make a living by reaching people who are interested in them in a way that the studio system Mm -hmm. did not allow, was not conducive to for many. Um, And I think anything that gives performers more power, like, 
you know, you're still, you're still dealing with advertising yourself using words that people search for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So hard There's to break still out of that. like yeah. monetization component and be like, what is the grabby way to talk yeah. about myself? Even if it's not how I want to talk about myself necessarily yeah. or identify. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, um, I don't even know what my search terms are, but if I was <laughs> living off of OnlyFans, like if that was crucial to me keeping a roof over my head, I would be mm-hmm. more likely to use search terms that people use to look for me. Sure. Even if they're yeah. not the search terms that like I'm super happy about with myself. So like it's not not a paradise, um, but yeah. Yeah. even being able to choose like Going like mm-hmm. I, based on the reality of my life and my needs right now, am choosing to mm-hmm. market myself like this because I have the opportunity to like express myself that way, or I'm choosing to market myself like that because I need to make rent this month and it's looming. Right, um, right. And that that has like a certain amount of autonomy mm-hmm. that is better and like okay, it's still capitalism. Right. We're still mm-hmm. dealing with that framework, yeah. but it's, I believe, less exploitive and less um, alienating from your work. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. no one no one's above you saying this is how you fit in the market, you know. Right. Like it's like yeah. your consumers are telling you. Mm-hmm. But like there isn't like a boss saying like you have to do this or like right you oh, have to put the took- roller skates on <laughs> yeah we took this picture of you and then we made your breasts two cup sizes bigger um yeah. like and it just like, deal with it right. yeah <laughs> like, yeah totally like are, isn't that false advertising like are people gonna yeah. be upset when the video starts and I have like my double A cup um, <laughs> <laughs> they won't be. They will be happy to be there. <laughs> they should be what grateful. Do you, yeah. What do you think are like the most common misconceptions people have about the industry? Um, I think I think it's similar to like YouTubers and influencers where people assume we make much more money than we do. Um mm. like I mm. In New York, I live with roommates. Mm-hmm. Right, like I live, I live in a nice, clean building. Right, yeah. it's not, it's a dirty. Nothing's like disastrously broken. But I'm 35. I live with roommates. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> and, <that's, laughs> yeah. and like money saving decisions like that are what allow me to have a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, people think that just like. Louboutins fall from the sky. Sure. And they might when you're brand new. Mm-hmm. Like when you're brand new and you first start working, you first set up your page, you first join an agency, like whatever it is. Um, there is kind of this like new like energy and like a burst of prosperity. But it tends to like level out at what can be a very comfortable life. Um, mm-hmm. But it isn't. It isn't like enormous financial success. And that burst of initial interest only really happens for conventionally attractive cis women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I see a lot is people thinking like, especially in the past two years with the pandemic, like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to have to go into porn. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Okay, so. <laughs> dear 25-year-old cis man mm-hmm. from the yeah. former Yugoslavia. So, um, you know, you know, you get paid for a scene less than the test to work costs. Yeah. Right. You untried male talent. Yeah. And it's just like when you like lay out like the way it functions, it's like it's actually it's pretty difficult to break into unless you're Riley Steele and you're 22. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, I have a question and this will kind of pivot us into the topic. Mm. Um, Also, feel free to like pass on this question if it feels too political but i'm curious on your perspective like what's your take on los angeles and california like condom requirement law measure being in the industry i should say i um so the short version is i think every performer should have the choice to Mm -hmm. use barriers Mm -hmm. and i do not think that choice is real or clear mm-hmm. in the way that things currently function. Yeah. Um, one part of that is Measure B insisting that we do use condoms. Mm-hmm. And another part of that is within many production studios, the option being to use a condom at home without being paid. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, you know, yeah, sure, you can say you want to use a condom, but it's uh, we're not going to hire you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And there are there are exceptions to that in queer porn and kink.com and you know I don't know I don't know what Wicked is doing right now um but they were using condoms for quite some time Vivid mm. did for a long time um but then also the companies that use condoms uh Wicked and Vivid the condoms when they were used were required right Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, I'm like, where, where is the performer choice in yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I think is important mm-hmm. uh, because it's not, it's not like construction workers on a building needing to wear harnesses <laughs> where that's like the only way to keep them safe is either yeah. a harness or just trusting their balance Whereas when it comes to preventing sexually transmittable infections, it's a very complex issue. We're dealing with multiple types of infections that are possible. Mm -hmm. And we're dealing with multiple ways that you can handle each type of infection. Right. So, you know, if a performer is on prep. Yeah. And like if, if both performers are on prep or one is on prep and the other is HIV positive but has an undetectable viral load because they're taking their medication that should be just as acceptable as using a condom right. and then measure B specifically and all the other like Michael Weinstein kind of like attempts at making this like a statewide situation Mm-hmm. They don't take into account anything except for HIV. Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> you know so, what yeah. actually shows up a lot? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> all the things that aren't HIV. Yeah. Uh, and a condom isn't, it will probably reduce your risk, but it isn't necessarily going to protect from mm-hmm. syphilis 
right? If the sore mm-hmm. is somewhere that isn't covered by a condom, then right. there can be transmission. Gonorrhea and chlamydia can be transmitted orally, mm-hmm. um, you know, oral to genital, genital to mm-hmm. oral. Um, and that's not like super common, but also with the amount of sex acts taking place in pornography, right? Like it, it seems like we should have an eye towards the less common yeah. ways that sexually transmittable infections can be an issue. Right. Yeah. It seems like they they really and they were very specific, right? Like it was like a, a condom has to be used for like penis and vagina or penis and anus, you know. It was which is like sex is so much more than that, but okay, you know, like with with measure B, um, when it went up to the Ninth Circuit, the Ninth Circuit decided to define sex. As penetration of the vagina or anus with a penis. And I'm yeah. like, okay. So yeah. <laughs> like, people, two people with vaginas can't have sex? Yeah. Like, is that, yeah. is, did the Ninth Circuit okay. just say that? Like, what is yeah. happening? Um, yeah. Yeah. And Measure B, it, it, I mean, it's just kind of crazy that both of these things, like Measure B and Prop 60, like no one in the adult indus- entertainment industry was consulted (laughs) like these were choices that were made from outside people like i think i think over the years conversations with people behind the scenes were had mm. right i don't know if it was any like significant or like satisfying sure kind of conversations but i do think there was some discussion right but the performers weren't consulted in any manner that I'm aware of. And that to me is completely insane. Yes. Because the idea is to protect the workers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The performers are the population at risk. Yeah. Right. Like we're the ones that were, they're the ones at risk. Um, I don't really perform anymore, but I'm still getting used to like not including myself (laughs) in the category. Yeah. Yeah. They're I think you can risk. say, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. you've put you've put in the uh, the time as a worker to at least <laughs> mm-hmm. like relate <laughs> say, yeah. as a semi-retired worker, mm-hmm. whatever. They're the, yeah, they're the ones at risk. They're the ones who are doing the labor. And we're also talking about sexuality. Yeah. Mm. And specifically, we're talking about being told what goes inside your body in a sexual way. Right. And that, like, because of that slice of it, I'm very uncomfortable with government legislation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, you just told hundreds of women what they can and can't do with their own vulva. Yeah. And what's crazy is, like, I read the, I think you, did you, maybe it was for Vice, the article that you wrote, like, um, about condoms and how it's like, you know, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I know. I it was a while ago, but it was around like it was around. I think it was after 2012, and it was it was probably when Prop 60 was trying to get put into place, which was in like what 2016. Um, but like wearing a condom can be really hard on a on a a person with a vulva because they're uncomfortable, and when you're performing and scenes take 
hours, you know, when like people who are, you know, normal people are probably having sex for like, I don't know, like 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> not me, though. I have sex longer. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, that's a lot. You, you can get micro tears in your vagina. Like there are other things like they can slip off. They can get lost inside you, you know, well, like for. And then we get into these issues where it's like, OK, so latex can be a problem mm-hmm. for some people because of allergies, mm. but they make non-latex condoms. OK, cool. And we have this other problem where like the dicks in porn are really big, but they make big mm-hmm. condoms. But do they make non-latex condoms that are big? Right, right, <laughs> right. Like that. that's really hard to get your hands on. It's yeah. possible, but it's really difficult. Um Mm-hmm. And so, like, if the if the government like helped come up with an actual like broad safety plan mm-hmm. that took mm-hmm. into account all these things and like maybe like helped us set up a supply chain of functionally sized non allergenic mm-hmm. prophylactics to use like all these things. Um, but it really, it doesn't seem like they're coming at this from a trying to prevent a problem. <laughs> yeah, right. Perspective, yeah. it seems like they're coming at this from a, like, they don't like us and what we do. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not a comprehensively addressing anything. It's just right. putting barriers around right. an industry in general. Yeah. yeah. It's just kind of yeah. fascinating, like, how many arguments can you just get boiled down to, like, sex is bad, you know? <laughs> like, everything can just get kind of boiled. And, like, and like porn is to blame. Porn's always yeah. the scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really nuts. Meanwhile, everybody's watching it, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody's watching it. The math doesn't quite add up. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, to go back to the condoms being a real choice thing, mm-hmm. um, With all of that in mind, when I started directing my own work, I made it really clear to performers, like, Mm -hmm. barriers are great if you want to use barriers. Like, we, like, totally support that. Um, But you also don't want to get into, like, are you sure you wouldn't like to? Like, it's really, Mm -hmm. really okay. Like, it would be awesome. Yeah, you don't want to, like seem like you're trying to pressure or influence someone just by yeah. offering options. Like, it's almost hard to be like, I'm clearly objective here and it is your choice. Yeah. 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 Um, so Jizz chose to use dental dams mm. for their scene and graphic depictions, but otherwise no one was using condoms. Mm-hmm. No one was taking that option. So it was like, okay, there's there's several things that could be going on here, right? Maybe they think that, like, I don't really mean it because I'm not laying it on quite thick enough. But, again, <laughs> I don't want to lay it on too thick. Like, maybe this, maybe that. Maybe it's just a coincidence. No one wants to use them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, okay, one thing I can do is use them myself in some of my scenes mm-hmm. so then when a performer is looking through, they'll see, like, oh, like, Stoya used condoms in some scenes and didn't use condoms in other scenes. And this really is like an option. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like, okay, that's something I can control. I don't know how much effect it'll have, but I can do it in the hopes yeah. that it'll help. Um, yeah. So I used condoms in a few scenes, um, including one with Mickey Mod that was like noteworthy in yeah. how he did all of the steps. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Like he like he like takes it out mm-hmm. and looks at it to make sure it's the proper side up. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he puts the lube in the tip. Uh huh. Mm. And then he unrolls it. And then he puts more lube on. And then and then as we're having sex, he stops to check that the condom is still rolled all the way down to the base of his penis. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Professional. And I'm like, that, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Effective condom use. And right. you actually, what's funny is prepping for this episode, we always come with a little like research and uh, like sometimes tips or like things to be aware of for safety purposes. And our lovely intern, uh, Maddie, pulls some of that stuff for us. And one of the particular things she grabbed was like, Pointers for using condoms, like make sure you're putting it on the right way. If you roll it down the way it shouldn't go, you actually should start with a new condom. Yeah. And like the you just mentioned, like putting a couple drops of lube inside of the condom. I am not ashamed to admit I've never fucking done that. I didn't know before this (laughs) episode. (laughs) Like I uh, you know, I know, but I still don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know until I was like 26. Yeah. And I was walking around going, like, man, like. I've been through some really unfortunate situations because guns keep breaking. And then finally one of my queer friends like pulled me aside and was like, okay, can I please explain to you how you're (laughs) supposed to do this? Because like, right. He's like, like, they're like, you are a sex educator. How do you not? <laughs> How have you not picked up on this? Important yeah. to say too, like make sure it's a condom friendly lube. Like some lubes yeah, don't yeah, work yeah. Uh, well with latex or other materials, mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that you don't have a conflict there. Worth right. saying, you know, water based. Yeah. Um, I have some a couple of fun stats and history and things like that. If we want to do that, if you guys Let's are interested, punch some history. I have some. Okay. I have some history too. Okay, maybe, cool. maybe we'll teach you something, Stoya. No yeah. promises. <laughs> okay. So awesome. condoms have been a method of preventing STIs um, since at least 1564. Crazy, right? Um, in Asia, before the 15th century, there were some glands condoms that were devices that just only covered the head of the penis. Um, and they were only for the members of the upper class. Uh, in China, glands condoms were made of oiled silk paper or of lamb intestines. Mm. And in Japan, they were made of tortoiseshell or animal horn, which mm-hmm. sounds... I'll toss Ooh. one additional yeah. fact in there. 1564 is the first published reference, and this is around the syphilis outbreak. So this is oh, people yeah. actually trying to figure out how to solve for, like, death and, and you know, people's faces shedding uh, syphilis yeah. at its worst before we knew how to control it. But even well ahead of that, um, there's like little historical references that aren't necessarily verified. Um, But uh, one of my favorites. So uh, historians also cite the legend of Minos, uh, which says that Minos's semen was said to contain serpents and scorpions and to protect his sexual partner from these animals. Minos (laughs) used a goat's bladder as a female condom. So this this is 150 AD. This is like ancient text but like as a leads into something condom. that like later oh, wow. is a form of condom so could yeah. like anecdotally be proof that people were tinkering with this or like using sort of makeshift options very early on mm-hmm. also we ought to thank charles goodyear the tire guy <laughs> because uh in 1839 he discovered a way of processing natural rubber to make it more elastic and this helped you know in the uh manufacture of condoms um they could stretch and not tear quickly so 
I also I love the there. detail that the initial, like the first condoms that were rubber were like as thick as a bike tire. So like not really functional. <laughs> <laughs> it was like later innovation that allowed thinner condoms as and therefore useful condoms. But well, like, that, that's the <laughs> I'm imagining. I'm imagining it was sort of like like putting a flashlight inside a vagina. Yeah, that's and what then I pictured too. Sex with the yeah. <laughs> yes. Because you've got something wrapped that thickly around the penis, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. that, in theory, penetrates an orifice right. like that. Right. That sounds like a lot. So I understand Girthy. why maybe they weren't widely used in that phase. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also have this fun little fact. Uh, in March 2013, Bill Gates offered a, a grant of $100,000 from his foundation for a condom design that significantly preserves or enhances pleasure to encourage more males to adopt the use of condoms for safer sex. What year was that? Uh, 2013. Huh. Yeah. And I wonder how that went. I don't know about I, mean, I don't know about Bill's condom brand. But I also <laughs> but I just fun. like the idea that Bill Gates is like, you know, you know what would be good? <laughs> I, you know I, I, really I, mean, cool? I love it. I do yeah. think it would be good. I do, too. And uh, maybe it, I mean, 100,000 doesn't sound like enough. <laughs> uh, same. But uh, uh, yeah. I think it's a valid cause. Right. We could all be using more condoms, probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also think yeah. that it's, like, in general, the idea that, like... Like, I think that people think that, like, sex is never, like, 100% safe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's always... I, a, there was always a, an emotional, a physical risk, you know? Right. Like, right. You're always sort of navigating your own your own feelings and your own, yeah. like, physical experience. Yeah. Um, and that's I think that's true, like literally yeah. living, like walking yes. down the street, you're navigating risk of that's true. Not getting like, hit by a know. bus or falling right. in love with someone who doesn't love you back. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> but condoms significantly, you know, reduce the risk. So, yeah, try you, just, you can't put a condom on your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's take a break. <laughs> Skin is the number one non-latex condom brand in the world. Made from patented, technologically advanced skin feel material, skin condoms are noticeably softer with a more natural fit and feel than other brands. They're proven to enhance stimulation. They're also free from natural rubber proteins, making them a great option for folks with latex allergies or sensitivities. They're the closest thing to wearing nothing. And they're available in a wide variety of options to enhance sex for both you and your partners. And don't forget that Skin also offers a wide variety of high-quality, reliable, technologically innovative products for both pleasure and protection. With Skin, you don't have to choose between great sex and safe sex. Visit Skin.com, that's S-K-Y-N.com. Explore Skin on Amazon or shop Skin at your local Walmart. If you shop at Skin.com, orders over $30 qualify for free shipping. All right, so the first video that we're going to talk about, uh, we kind of, you know, teased it a little bit earlier, um, but uh, this is from Around the World in 80 Ways, um, LA, with uh, Stoya and Mickey Maud, two of our absolute favorite performers. So we were obviously stoked to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. And this is part of, we should say, part of like a series of yours, Around the World in 80 Ways, like we go to, I'm never going to name all of them, but it's like... Yes, Belgrade, we've talked, Berlin, yeah, we've, like, Prague, we've talked about <laughs> two of them before. This yeah. is oh, like, wow. yeah, yes, we definitely really. Had. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. We talked yeah. about there was one that was with you and Mickey and and Wolf Hudson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, is that Berlin? Barcelona. Yeah. 
Barcelona. Barcelona, yes. And then where you guys were like in a hotel room, like on the balcony. My my very first double badge. Yeah. Yes. That's what we talked about it for D- DP. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, and then we talked about another one. I think it was it was you and Mickey and it was in a it was I can't remember where where it was, but it was like mostly a blowjob because you were yeah. like, I'm tired and I don't really feel like Belgrade. having like penetrative. Yes. OK. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. I knew Belgrade was one of them because yeah, I barely call. know what yeah. where that city is. But I was like, but I've watched four of it took place yeah. there. <laughs> so yeah, so we're big fans of the series. Um, it just is like, it feels like real sex, but like with professional performers. So it's even Thank better you. than real sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> better than most of the sex that I have, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's we'll a really that. tricky series to shoot because the performers aren't actually my peers at the end of the day. Like, even if we would be peers working for someone else, Mm -hmm. they're on my set, I'm directing, I'm writing their check. Yeah. Um, But it has to be just me and them, like, no crew. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that makes it, like, you can feel it's less intimate and it's more produced. Um. So I can only work with performers who are like really established and like really have their like understanding of what they are and aren't comfortable with Mm -hmm. Um, because it's not, you know, I don't have a director behind the monitor looking for signs that someone needs to check in. And it's hard to track all of that while you're also like, super aroused and, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) I don't know, suggesting that the two gentlemen in the room double penetrate your vagina together, even though that wasn't discussed beforehand. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it's like my ethical nightmare. Like, I'm like, I love the series (laughs) so much. (laughs) Right. But you're like, how do I juggle both of these? Yes, yeah. yeah There's a power dynamic like, that's inherently at play that you have mm-hmm. to sort of do your best to honor and navigate. Mm-hmm. That's like, you can't ever be fully value equal since you are the yeah. one providing the resources to make the video. But yeah. 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 I will say as someone who's watched them, it never feels, it feels like just people who just decided to have sex and put it on camera, you know? Yeah. And this like, one in a very particular way. Yes. Yeah. This one with Mickey in particular, I love that you start with a conversation about your mutual brand of awkwardness. And yes. that you're like, we're both the people that would like stand there and be like, no, you, no, you like letting each other get on the elevator while the doors are closing. Mm-hmm. That like, that's the conversation. And then it's kind of like, okay, and now we can have yeah. sex. <laughs> yes. Like, we did the awkwardness and now we can gently ease in. Yeah. Yeah. I love any time in porn where uh, performers are allowed to be real people, you know? Yes. And humanized. And I feel like you do such a good job of that, especially in this series. Um, and, and particularly with this one where I was like, you know, you're, you're talking to the camera and it feels um, confessional and... You know, I love you being like, I'm in L.A. And what was I going to do? Not have sex with this guy? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really like it's it's kind of like professional wrestling with these layers of like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're we're really having sex, but it is performative and for the camera. Mm -hmm. But also it's kind of naturally performative, given the amount of observation that's happening. Mm. It's the Heisenberg principle of observation, right? Like, as soon as something is observed, it inherently changes. Right. And, like, think about how you are, like, masturbating at home alone with the windows closed versus, like, with a partner or, like, 
I don't know if you do this, but like, you know, at like a sex party or somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, you you are more performative. So what you're seeing is performers reacting authentically to the situation they're in. Yeah. Um, But it's all these layers. And so like one layer is absolutely like I'm like, I'm going to be in L.A. when Mickey Mott is in L.A., my porn site could use an update. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have sex. Hey, Mickey, do you... Yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to have sex? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to shoot yeah. a quick around the world scene? Mm-hmm. Um, which is also like the porn version of a quickie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Totally. <laughs> Even though it was like an hour. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah but, but you're not doing like multiple... Yes. Like you're not doing like glamour shots. You're not yeah. like... It's it's not multiple angles. It is like mm-hmm. purely like watching an act in real time. Yeah. 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 I slap on a little bit of eye makeup and <laughs> put on like an outfit. We tape some banter. Mm-hmm. Some of that gets cut sometimes. Yeah. Um, And then we do the sex and people prefer the sex unedited for these. Mm. They would rather have an hour, like, even with the slow parts, right? Like, I don't get complaints about the slow parts that are like, you know, maybe they felt really great, but they don't look super exciting on the camera. Yeah. I don't get complaints about those. I do get, if I release a scene without the extended version, I get requests Mm. for the extended version. Yeah. I I do enjoy the continuous shot because it feels, it's so, especially with like this one, you guys have such a connection and you guys have such great communication and it feels very like intimate and, and connected. And I think sometimes in an edit, you can lose a little bit of that. So it's like nice to see it like build from the beginning, like all the way through. Yeah. Like I don't, usually count myself as someone who who like wants to watch porn in real time or like something that extended but it really like this video was incredibly hot to me because I think that the like tension and the actual chemistry that's happening like I think this space that you give for you and Mickey in this case to experience each other pulls us in and like watching it like watching that sustained tension is so vivid and real. And then, so then when you start to moan or you start to like experience real pleasure, it's like, oof, like I'm already, I'm pulled in with you. So it just hits you Mm -hmm. um, more, much more so like it would in real life because we're like listening for it and like staying open to that as opposed to being like, cut to the part that turns me on, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you see the whole journey, you know, like you, like you're experiencing it yourself. Cause like foreplay is, is, is important. And it's nice to kind of see it start with kissing and then build from there and kind of And I wouldn't request that of just any porn performers, you know, like it, because it feels real and motivated and like you're actually listening to each other and engaged with each other then it's compelling to watch as opposed to being like, okay, touch each other for an hour, good luck. Like to yeah. two performers who don't trust each other or necessarily have mm-hmm. any chemistry that they could work on, like we wouldn't necessarily want to watch that. But in this yeah. case, like you can feel the connection and the trust and the like interaction that you have with each other. And that is really, really like yeah, fascinating and like compelling tantalizing to watch yes yeah thank you and you know when you think about the series so mostly it's been with mickey maude and wolf hudson Mm -hmm. who i've known for absolute years even before i started the series and then you know as we like 
works together and traveled together, like that like grows. Um, and New Hampshire with Lucy Hart, who used to be known as Lance, I was able to get to know her through her writing about the adult industry on her blog before I booked her. We're not familiar with the blog. Oh, um, I don't know if it's up anymore. Okay. But there was like a whole like, just like, you know, thoughts about the way that online porn works. Oh, wow. And like, yeah, um, you should definitely, I'll, I'll see if I can find it when we're done here. Okay, cool. But it's like worth, worth looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Please do. Cool. We'd love to check that out. Yeah. So I like, I felt like I had a sense of them and like with Mickey, like mm-hmm. in that scene, I think part of like what makes it so compelling is we are referencing our history with each other. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like, it's like, this is now, I don't know, the fourth or fifth time that we're in like an Airbnb or hotel room for the purposes <laughs> of having sex that I'm paying him for. <laughs> We've, we're like noticing like how our interactions go. And like mm-hmm. that, that I think is part of what is surreal about it. Um, but it's, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able I don't even know who the new performers are right now, but like I wouldn't be able to like, pick some like random performer out of a hat and mm-hmm. do an around the world in 80 ways scene with them. Or like if I did, it would be very um it would be very much like running like a dungeon session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I guess it could be interesting. Um, but it would be a lot more like checking in yes. and like and I guess maybe that's valuable to show, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's not as like yeah hot. Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> Well, sure. it's not like a specific challenge, right? And like yeah. a specific yeah. kind of production, and even something. I mean, maybe I'm reading into this, but like that's a different kind of labor on your end, and a different kind of tricky thing to navigate. So it's a question of like, yeah, is that worth it? Do I want to do that? Like, is that compelling to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so around the world. Los Angeles with Mickey. Um, I was like, hey, let's use a condom. Yeah. And he was like, great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do that. Yeah. And he yeah. does. And, you know, you mentioned it before, but he first of all, we don't even get the condom until like oh, almost like over halfway through. Yeah. Which, you know, it's nice to see again, like so many other things other than like penetrative sex, you know, like look at all the other sex we've been having for the first half you know, half hour. 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that was nice. Um, And then, yeah, him pulling it out and doing all of like the proper steps of putting it on. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a moment that I need to shout out Mickey for, like he has been going down on you for a prolonged period of time based on your reaction that I think and seems incredibly genuine. You're having a great time and then kind of like cooling down as it's like, okay, let's fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, he, you hand him the condom. He's like fussing with the condom and then kind of surprises you by just like launching his mouth back onto you, you know, like there's an amazing where you're like, whoa, like, (laughs) Like resumes eating you out while he is like putting the condom on, like yeah. handling that. I just loved it. It was just such a fun little surprise. Of, like, yeah, you know, a way to keep it hot. Like, yeah, the stigma around condoms is that they can't be sexually incorporated right into sex acts, and or everything has to stop. You know, and like what? Yeah, a, 
Is what a about just like killer. putting a condom on with your mouth is a practice skill that I have yeah. clubbed more than once. <laughs> like there are other ways to just like make it hot, make it part right. of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like halt sex act, put on condom, resume mm-hmm. sex act, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And so part of that, that is was... definitely keeping the condom handy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So like on a production, you like, I don't recall specifically where I put it, but you like put it somewhere nearby. Yeah, right. and, just boop and go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In your like day to day life, like this is what night tables are for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then it's there. Yeah. And you just, you know, when you use like the second to last one, make a note to get more. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're never sitting there going like, oh man, this sucks. Out of condoms. Out of condoms. Consider a risky decision in the moment, which yeah. is not the way. Yes. Um, there was so many things about this specifically that I liked, but one of the things that I have to say is like early on, I am really into like armpits as like erogenous zones and Mm. you don't really ever see that enough. And I loved that he like licked your armpits in this and you, the way you reacted was like, it like made my like, like the hairs on my arm stand up, you know, like I was like, that's so hot. Like it was just like a genuine (laughs) reaction, you know, because it's definitely like, it's an erogenous zone. People forget about it, but it definitely feels like very intimate and like can be really sexy. And I feel like I never get to see that enough in, in porn. So I loved Absolutely loved that. Thank it's you. so striking too because um, it's from it's from behind. It's like mm-hmm. an angle where like like your vocal response to it like made me like sit up and be like, what's happening? Oh, yeah. okay, you know, like yeah. it was it, again like I love a fun surprise or something sort of unexpected that just like naturally bursts forth from someone yeah. performing, and like that was yeah. another example of like, oh yeah, I like know. again, feel... it just it's hot when it's it mm-hmm. feels like real and like uh, unexpected. Yeah. I feel like I ought to mention this for Rachel. If you haven't checked out Dana Vespoli's work, she is very fond of armpits. Ooh, good. Yeah. Okay, cool. I um, da- absolutely sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So it would be it would be worth looking in that direction. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. I feel like armpits for me are sometimes like are like more exciting than nipples. And that's just a personal thing, yes. you know? No, same for me. I'm yeah. like if if doing things to my breasts does things for you, sure, that's great. Yeah, but really, it's the the under part here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and on then the side. up into the armpit. Yeah, and like that's where the sensations are like awesome. Uh huh. And um, I rarely wear deodorant. Yeah, when I'm going to be having sex with someone, right? And since you never know, that means I hardly ever wear it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I like, come in like as prepared as I can be right, to like right. make this a pleasant experience. And they're like uh-huh. ear, ear, ear. And yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and you're like, but the armpit though. Yeah. <laughs> like, this this, this, this thing, this um, thing though. Yeah, Europe. Oh, yeah. Men in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved. I mean, late like later on when you guys are having sex and you're on top, and like is a point where he like he's using his his like hands or like his finger or his thumb, I think. And, you know, he's like asking, like checking in and like asking for more pressure and something like switches where you like get really close. And then you're like, I'm going to fuck you through the bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like, it just, it, it opened up and you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to grind you into the ground. <laughs> it was so hot. I was like, this was, yeah, this is what I came for. <laughs> it's also like with a dick as long as Mm. Mickey's is 
I have to be incredibly turned on to yes. be able to like throw my cervix at, at the head of mm. his dick. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> totally. You have to be like primed and ready. Otherwise, you, you know, like, and when that opportunity comes, like you're like, I gotta go for it. <laughs> right. And like that, that isn't going to happen for me unless mm-hmm. there's been a lot of receiving oral sex. Yeah. Mm, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, yeah, and then I also loved at the end when you're like, how would you like to have an orgasm? Yeah. You know, it's so kind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> how about this way with this, like, yeah. this position? Like, I, yeah. again, referring to the, like, history, too. Of, like, mm-hmm. I think I remember you liking this one. How about we do yeah. that? How about yeah. I push my butt cheeks together for you? It was you like? really sweet. <laughs> yeah. And also, like... The sets that I worked on during my career in mainstream porn, what you're seeing in Around the World in 80 Ways is actually a lot of just taping and showing how we interact around the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? So on a mainstream porn set, it's actually pretty likely that the director is going to go like, okay, set up for the pop shot whenever you want. And either we're going to talk about it then or we talked about it before the scene started. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, how do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. Right? And sometimes the director has an idea, but usually it's left up to the performers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, it's just like, rather than cut that out, like, it's like, hey, how would you like to do this? Yeah. Yeah. We never get to see that as people who watch. So it's like, it's very nice, you know? Yeah. It's porn, unfortunately, functions as sex education. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. As a substitute yeah. for and, lacking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, to go back to misconceptions a bit, people think that what they see in the finished porn scene is everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they're not seeing the testing system. They're not seeing us flirt with each other and talk mm-hmm. about what we want to do that day. And they're not seeing us make decisions about how the scene plays out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to put those things in because I think, you know, if you're getting your sex ed from mainstream clips with no contacts on a tube site, that's not good but if you're getting your sex ed from productions that actually model discussion and consent yes. and all of that, right? Like it's it's inspired by the way that kink.com does their pre and post scene yeah. videos. Yeah. Um, yeah, which we talk which we, about a bunch and we love. Yeah. Like so it's important. our favorite thing to see a performer like post scene be like, I have a fucking great time. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that those things are actually really important and useful. And mm-hmm. I don't see them being taught in like a wide, widespread kind of way. Right. Um, but like those discussions, like everyone should be having those discussions. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm getting tired. I'd like you to come now. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm close to coming and I'd like to. Like, mm-hmm. how should we do this? Like, mm-hmm. that's a great thing for people to do interpersonally as they're having sex. Yeah. yeah, both for the purposes of safety, but also for the purposes of pleasure. You know, these standards yeah. of like, oh, you didn't come exactly the way that I see it happen in mainstream porn, therefore I'm a failure or you're a failure. Right. Like something, like Something's those wrong. kind of pressures yeah. are uh, just take away from 
natural dialogue around like, how do we want to do this? And how do we like, how are we interacting with each other? And what's fun for both of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Last thing I'll say about this video. <laughs> um, the thumbnail at the end is really hilarious. I don't even know if you're like aware of it, but there's a great shot. You're like, makeup is smeared and yeah. everybody's come and had a great time. And then you're like, where's the off button and the freeze frame the video lands <laughs> so, on is you smiling with like smeary makeup <laughs> and Mickey just like looking up, but he looks kind of like mischievous. Just like we had a great yeah. time. It's a perfect. It's so good. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, those oh people, those people just had a great fucking time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, no, I, I had no recollection of that. Yeah. Um, I love that. I am very pleased with past me. Yes. Right now. <laughs> Good. Good. You Good. should be. We hope so. Cause we're, we're big fans and we think yeah. uh, the work that you've made is like really, really special and it's really yeah. fantastic that it's out in the world. So really important. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Should we talk, talk about, about rubber? rubber? Yeah. Let's talk about rubber. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is rubber. This is from, uh, we found this on Pink Label, um, one of our faves uh, from Alt Shift, starring Maria Riot and Callie Sudra. And we um, haven't talked about Alt Shift before. I don't know much about no, this think, uh, yeah. company, but presumably indie filmmakers. Yeah. Um, little blurb they give us describing the video also kind of helps sum it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Callie and Maria explore this rubber world in search of a condom. Join them in their surreal journey where they find themselves in the woods dressed in latex through the toy land where they find themselves shining up their colorful latex and exploring the toys available. Watch them arrive in the world of balloons where they find their <laughs> condom and fuck with the strap on. <laughs> it's a great way to, that's, that's it. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> It is sort of like a Narnia situation. No, I literally was just going to say that. I was like, what they don't explicitly say is that this is like kink Narnia. Like we yeah. fully, like yeah, we have no, people like, fooling around. It's like Narnia, except instead of the ice queen, you have like divine as yeah. the decorator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. And then it turns into Alice in balloon land. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. It was very like I loved how like pink and poppy like like pop color it was like once we mm-hmm. got there, and I just really appreciated how they were trying to make safe sex be fun, you yeah. know, yeah, like that. Yeah. And I feel like they did a really good job of that because I feel like sometimes you know you see, especially the use of dental dams or like latex gloves being so like arduous and like again like even just like using a condom like breaking up the sex and making it feel like everything has to stop and it's no longer hot, but. Everything in this was like so seamless. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, there's nothing clinical about using protection. Like you can use it in a way and it's, it'd still be like hot and sexy. Yeah. And it, it made me think of like, so one time a few years ago, mm-hmm. I was staying at a hotel. I met a man at a party. Mm-hmm. I didn't have condoms with me. We were in my hotel room. Mm-hmm. We decided we were going to have sex. Like, Fuck. Yeah. It is. Late at night. Yes. In Midtown. Oh, boy. Uh, like, where are we going to find a condom? And the way that it felt, though, because of the way that both of us were about it, was like, okay, let's get bundled up mm-hmm. and, like, go on an adventure yeah. and see if we can find, like, a Dwayne Reed that's, like, open. Yeah. Right. And so that's that's what we did. And it was like, oh, we don't have a condom. Oh, let's go through the wardrobe. 
yeah, into yes. Flamingo Land. Mm-hmm. And then, ah, balloon fantasy. That's where right. the condoms are. Great, we found a condom. Now yeah. we can fuck. Let's celebrate by fucking. Yes, um, totally. It, like, makes it, like, an exciting thing as opposed to being like, oh, I guess we can't have sex, you know, or, like, I guess we're going to, you know, do something risky. It's like, no, let's make an adventure out of this. Like, we're going to yeah. find the condom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they also, like... They didn't, like, stop everything in their quest. Like, mm-hmm. they, like, continued to have sex along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, when you're on the sidewalk in Midtown, isn't as feasible. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, holding hands, a kiss here and there, you know, just, yeah. like, some playful stuff. Yeah. 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 I love how whimsical this was. And I also love—this is kind of to your point, Stoya, that, like, the sex continue, that, like, sometimes we— see porns that are really fun and have like a really cool production value or like there's an aesthetic applied to them. And sometimes the sex itself might get like sidelined um, for the aesthetic. But I think here they were just like really, like really beautifully incorporated and the whole thing Mm -hmm. just felt really like hot. Like we kind of got titillated by watching them fuck and then be like, wait, where's the strap on? Like, where'd it go? And then we like go to Narnia and then suddenly they're wearing this like, really hot latex and like playing with lube and I'm like yeah this is this whole adventure is like Mm -hmm. a great sex adventure you know yeah just really fun and playful and like creative I thought Mm -hmm. yeah I loved yeah I loved seeing lube in both of these videos you know it's always Mm -hmm. like nice to see it be like normalized and like and brought in also I love to see toys so I was like stoked that there were toys used in this because I'm Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of of using toys um, yeah, and just a great reminder that condoms go on things other than dicks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really great. And I love how they leaned so far into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Like the whole thing was like a celebration. Yeah. So generally in pornography, um, you either see like the condom fumble mm-hmm. or it just like magically cuts to like the condom is on. Yeah. yeah. But this was, like, all about the cot. Like, it was like, yeah. we're using cot. We're so excited. <laughs> yes, yes. We're going to go on a quest and find some. Oh, look, it's raining condoms. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, to the bring- point that, it, like, the sky opens up and it's, like, a condom pinata party. Right. <laughs> and they, right. they bring, like, a bucket home. And then they yes. sit in the bed, like, throwing condoms in the air like Scrooge McDuck. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's really, like, that is so lovely mm-hmm. because the dominant narrative of condoms is like, oh, we have to use a con save for right. sex. Right. And it's not joyful. And this is so incredibly joyful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it was hot. I thought it was very hot, you know? Yeah. Both of these videos are are in my spank, spank bank. bank. I hope you don't mind me saying Stoya. Yeah. You've been there already. <laughs> yeah, same. Awesome. Same. You are a main character. <laughs> absolutely same. Both of these definitely did it for me. Um, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it would be nice to have sex right now. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Yeah. Someday soon. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> truly, thank you so much for joining us, Stoya. It is an honor, and that is not an overstatement by Seriously. any means. Yeah. Um, really, can really we give you the it. opportunity to plug uh, whatever you want to right now? Like, where should people find you? Yes. What do you want them to check out? And please do, listeners, if you don't, you failed all of us. <laughs> um, yeah, so the How to Do It sex advice column that I do with Rich Jezwiak for Slate 
Slate has given us a podcast. It's called the How to Do It podcast. And it's basically like we get this one season and depending on how we do with subscribers, followers, and advertisers, they'll decide if we get to keep doing it. I love this job. It is Mm. my favorite job. I would like to do it all day, every day, forever. Yeah. So, you know, um, signing up for Slate Plus and listening to the podcast there is like ideal. Okay. But for free, you can go to your favorite podcast service and find the podcast and click the follow button. That does help. And if you happen to advertise things that would make sense for a sex advice podcast, that's great too. Uh, <laughs> so if our advertisers are listening, yes. feel free. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. We would happily share space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, otherwise, I'm at Stoya on Twitter and Instagram. And I have an OnlyFans account where I have a great time making saucy photo sets. Nice. Um, yeah. And I do a live stream once a week where I sit there in lingerie or sometimes my knitted fox onesie. And talk about, like, what I read that week or, like, what wacky thing I had to research for the Slate column or, like, if I took a class. um, And people tip and I go, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a blast. I might have to tune in, actually. (sighs) Amazing. Well... Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Girls on Pern. That's porn without the O because it's Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at GOP the podcast at girlsonporn.com and at patreon.com slash girls on porn. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And um, why not leave us like a little five-star review? Wouldn't that be cute? We think so. I think that's adorable. <laughs> five-star reviews for everyone. Right? <laughs> yeah. This has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually any good. That was a HeadGum Podcast.